You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Dolphin fans and welcome to the same old Dolphin show, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network, and we are sponsored by BetUS. I am Josh Kotzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. It's a beautiful day because Mike White, the savior of the New York Jets, has exited the game. And Josh Johnson is in at quarterback for the Jets as we record, as we are live here on Thursday night. It's unbelievable. There, there might be a team in the, in the league, even though they have a better record than us, that, that is just as cursed as we are, apparently. I mean, I've seen the, I've seen the Jets make it to far more AFC championship games than the Miami Dolphins in my life. That's fair enough. That's fair to say. Listen, in, in this, Okay, in this really tough year for the Miami Dolphins, it, you got to take your wins where you can get them. So I guess I, I listen. I never cheer for anybody to get injured, but you know it's it's kind of funny to see the you know Jets fans were all hyped up about this guy, and well, now they've got Josh Johnson. Somebody said he's back in. Is he? Oh, the legend! The legend is building. Here we go. Here we go. The legend continues. The return of Mike White. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Mike White. We're here to talk about your Miami Dolphins, who made it. Through the, the trade deadline without bringing anybody in, without sending anybody, at, anybody out. And we talked about that, of course, in our last show that we did on Tuesday here at DolphinsTalk.com. And so today we're going to talk about what happened since then. Because when we recorded Tuesday night, you know, we, we found out that the Dolphins had apparently been linked to some attempt to get Watson to settle his civil cases out of court. And it, it sounded pretty sleazy and pretty bad for the Dolphins. It, it seemed like a pretty bad situation. And we felt like somebody from the Dolphins organization needed to come out and say if, something about it. And that is exactly what happened on Wednesday. Chris Greer came out and, and spoke for a little while at a press conference, a rare in-season press conference for Chris Greer. And uh, I, I'm not going to say that he said a whole lot. It wasn't a lot of groundbreaking stuff. I mean, he, he really kind of politicianed it for the most part. The most animated that he got, however, was uh, in reaction to the suggestion that the Dolphins either directly or indirectly requested that Watson's accusers sign a non-disclosure agreement in whatever their settlements might be. And, and what he said to that was, I think that any suggestion that this organization would be dealing behind the scenes and trying to influence decisions is absolutely ridiculous and categorically false. So to say that we would be involved in that is just flat wrong and it pisses me off. I'm sorry. And I, I can't say it's terribly surprising 
that Greer would come out and flatly deny that. Uh, I, I think he would deny that either way. Um, so it makes perfect sense there. From there, he went on and said that, you know, the organization is committed to Tua and he sounded just as convincing when he said it as Brian Flores has sounded in his recent press conferences there. Uh, so he tried to play things down. He tried to talk about why when the Dolphins were talking about you know, Dolphins were going after Watson and he was asked why the Dolphins did it. Greer said, well, you know, we were just doing our due diligence like you do. When when a top prospect is available, you go, you kick the tires, you see what what's going on. But ultimately, we didn't make a trade. A trade didn't happen is what he kept what he kept coming back to was that he, he he didn't make a trade. The trade didn't happen, blah, 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 blah. So we did nothing wrong. We just did our due diligence. And, and that's the end of it. And so that's kind of. That's kind of it. I don't know that he came across as I, I didn't think he came off great to me. Uh, he came off to me as a guy who was coming out to try to save face because the organization has had their name dragged a little bit through the mud. An organization that's had its name dragged through the mon- mud for months and he didn't say anything. But finally now came out, I guess this the comment from Busby, who is the uh, lawyer representing the accusers of Watson, his comment was maybe a bridge too far. So Greer decided he needed to speak up and say something. So he did. He came out. He had this press conference. And, you know, I, I don't know that I don't, I don't know that I walk away from it going, feeling any better about Greer, feeling any better about Flores, feeling any better about anything regarding the Dolphins. Really, Brain, what, what do you take away from it? Yeah, it was a bunch of bullshit. I mean, <laughs> that's what it was. I mean, he he went up there and he said what needed to be said to, because at the end of the day, he's not going to go up there and say, "Yeah, we forced, we were trying to force Deshaun Watson to settle these cases." Like, what you expected him to say that? Like, he said exactly what he was supposed to say there. And then when it comes to Tua. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to go out there and say, oh, yeah, we tried to get Deshaun Watson uh, because we don't think Tua is good. He's not going to do that. They didn't trade for Watson, so Tua is their quarterback. So, of course, he's going to go and, and have Tua's back. But it's just – it's a it's a bunch of crap. It doesn't yeah. – like, th- they didn't just kick the tires. <laughs> they, no, 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 they, no. No, no, no. They – they lifted up the hood. They went through the engine. They sat in there. They played with all the special features. They went in the glove box. They checked between the couch cushion or between the seat cushions. They went through all of the warranty details. And then they went into the office and then they tried to bargain and negotiate and get the perfect deal. And they couldn't get it. So they walked out. You can't tell. They did way more than kicking the tires on this. And that says all you need to know about what they feel about Tua as a, you know, it, and the fact that Deshaun Watson was going through all of these legal troubles and they still went to that extent to the point where the night before the trade deadline, Stephen Ross, your owner, is on the phone with Deshaun Watson. On the phone. Like, come on. I get He's got to say it. He's got to say it. He's got to come out and say we have full faith in Tua. So I'm not going to sit here and shit on him for saying it because he's got to say it. But it's bullshit. It is what it is. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it was. I I don't I, I mean, you can sit there and you can parse his words and you can really dive in and try to try to, you know, 
find little bits of hints and secrets of this, that, and the other thing. But at the end of the day, what I, what I came away from at the end of that press conference was the same thing that I went into it thinking was that the Watson thing is done for now, but by the time we get to this next off season, they're going to be, it's going to be a full court press again to, to bring him to Miami, unless things have gotten substantially worse when it comes to Watson's legal standing, unless things have, you know, really, really go south for Watson. I, I would imagine that the Dolphins will be right back in the chair, right back on the phone and right back, as you said, in the manager's office at the car dealership, trying to sign the paperwork and bring it home. So, yeah. So anyway, <sighs> here we are. I wanted here. to get into this question. because Okay, what does really... the question say? Read it for the people who are uh, listening to this in podcast form and who cannot see the video, which, by the way, you can see the video if you subscribe to the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel, turn on notifications so you get an alert every time we go live, then you don't miss the videos, then you can see the comments right there on the page, like this one from Alexander Thompson. He says, why didn't we move any aging veteran who still got some in the tank? To me, this is the more egregious error because yeah. we are one and seven and we have players on this team that do have value. Yep. And we, we're clearly not a year away. No. <laughs> if, if, if you could sell somehow that we were a year away or even two years away from being a Super Bowl contender, then I would say, okay, then, you know, you have to be blown away in a trade. But that's not the case. You're one in seven. You're bad. It's time to trade the guys that have some value who aren't going to be here long term. Now, X, we'll see what happens there. I'm still a firm believer that they're going to look to move this guy in the offseason. If they're going to look to move him in the offseason, they better get a whole lot back for him because he would have made a lot of sense to trade right now at the at the deadline. Devontae Parker is another one. Now, Devontae, I'm kind of on the... Fa- I think you need to get a really good deal back for Devontae Parker because I think his contract is pretty friendly. For, for the way that he produces, granted, when he's on the field and he gets, you know, he misses some games, but $8 million a year for his production is actually pretty good. So I I don't part ways with Devontae Parker for like a third round pick or anything like that. But, you know, a, a one or a two, like, you know, you it it seems to me like they weren't even shopping guys. I mean, granted, we we might not know that. They might have been, you know, having conversations behind closed doors, but there were no room. I mean, as much as the rumors were out there about Deshaun Watson, I didn't hear any rumors about the Dolphins involved with trading away any of these other players. And I think it's a missed opportunity because uh, you know, if 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 we go in to next season and we're bad again, which we're probably going to be, uh, then you're going to have some guys that are coming up. Their trade value won't be the same. And you're going to end up losing guys for either nothing or next to nothing, you know, like third, fourth round picks, things, things of that nature. And, you know, I also think Byron Jones, granted, I don't think we would have gotten a whole lot back from Byron Jones, but if you're going to take a hard line stance and you're going to say that X is going to be the guy that we're going to build this defense around, well, then you need to start shopping Byron Jones and getting 
something back for him and at least, you know, jettisoning his, his salary because you can't have one of the four worst, you know, pass defenses in the league and two of the highest paid corners in the league. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't make any sort of fiscal sense. So I do think that the Dolphins blew an opportunity to be sellers at the trade deadline because somehow they're under this impression that they're in win now mode, which is just utterly laughable. Yeah. I mean, if they're in win now mode, we got some serious problems because look at this team. What I mean, there are, there are a lot of things that have gone wrong. If this team is true, if they truly believe this team is built to win now, then it's not just bad luck that this team is one and seven at this point in time, right? I mean, they've they've really it's it's a bad deal, it's a bad look, and there's a lot of work to be done. So I agree with you. I don't know that the Dolphins are ever getting a first or a second for Devontae Parker given his injury history. No chance. Even even with the sort of friendly nature of his contract, I just don't know that you're getting that high of a pick for for a guy who you can't even guarantee is going to be on the field for whoever he gets traded to. Uh but yeah, there were a lot of other guys that I I I'm surprised that the Dolphins maybe didn't, you know, ship off Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, although, you know, reports are that Flores just loves Xavier Howard and just couldn't bear to part with him. And I, I mean, I can understand that really. I mean, he's a, he's a heck of a player, even though he's maybe not, he's sort of come back down to earth after, after what was an incredible 2020 season. But regardless, Dolphins stay pat, stay where they are and are, are looking to move forward with this group that they have. And this one in seven Miami Dolphins team, this exact same roster is going to move forward into this Sunday where they're going to welcome the Houston Texans to South Florida to, to Hard Rock Stadium. And they're gonna, they've got a big matchup coming up this weekend, and we're gonna take a look at what the Dolphins need to do in order to win that game. But first, a quick word from our friends at BetUS. Hey guys, sports betting season is in full force with the NHL, the NBA, with college football, the NFL season. With all of these things going on, you need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS. And you may already know this, but BetUS have been pioneers in the sports book industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. So you want to go to BetUS.com. That's B-E-T-U-S.com. Join now. You can receive a 125% sign-up bonus by using bonus code DOLPHINSTALK. And folks, it's not just sports betting. The online casino has hundreds of games. The race book is all your horse tracks. They have every bet type imaginable. And the sharp BetUS mobile platform is easy with full betting options. Follow my lead and get your phone online and social sports betting partner with integrity and longevity like I did. Bet US. You bet. You win. You get paid. Bet US. All right, Brain, let's take a look here. Let's take a look as the Miami Dolphins host the Houston Texans. And we're not getting Davis Mills at quarterback. No, no, no. We're getting famous Dolphin killer Terod Taylor coming to town to take on the Dolphins. So, uh, like, Brian, may, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it actually feels like this is a good matchup for the Dolphins? 
Well, I mean, it's hard not to not to have a good matchup when you're playing the, the Houston Texans. But on the flip side, I'm sure the Texans are looking at it the same way uh, that the Dolphins are. I mean, a, a few it was only a few weeks ago that we were looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars who hadn't won a game in 20 tries, and we said, "Well, this is the opportunity to get right." But at the See, same time, a lot of experts were 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 saying, "Well, hey, the Jaguars are looking at this game as a rare opportunity to win a football game." Um, that said, this really is a great matchup for the Dolphins. Uh, you know, the, the Texans have been terrible. They're, they've been one of the worst teams defending the run. They've actually, they, I, I, they're giving up something like 4.8 yards per carry. Uh, they're giving up over eight yards per pass attempt. They don't really get after the quarterback. So, I mean, there's a lot to, there's a lot to take advantage of there. The Dolphins can basically do whatever they want. It would be a good week to maybe, uh, you know, experiment with throwing the ball down the field because you should have some opportunities. Uh, but that said, you don't, you probably don't need to go deep into the bag of tricks to move the ball. I feel like Miami quietly over the last three weeks since Tua came back has been moving the ball better on offense. Granted, you got to clean up the, the penalties, the, the, the turnovers, uh, you know, the sacks are going to be there because the offensive line. Do we is need bad. to clean up not knowing where the fuck to stand? <laughs> you you got to clean that up. You have to know where to stand. That should be. I mean, that should have been figured out in in training camp. But apparently, you know, you know who 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 would have thought that having two amateurs who have never been offensive coordinators before would result in offensive players not knowing what they're doing. I mean, who would have thunk? Yeah. Uh, but that's running around like at. a bunch of chickens with their heads cut off. Out but there. but all things, you know, all that, that might be said, a good strategy against the Texans. <laughs> the the chicken with the head cut off strategy. But yeah, yeah we should be able to move the ball on them. Uh, and then on the other, on the flip side, when the Texans have the ball, I mean, the Dolphins have actually been pretty good the last two weeks at defending the run. And the Texans are averaging 3.3 yards per rushing attempt this year. Oh. So uh, we should be okay there. That's I good. actually think we're getting a break with Terod Taylor being there as opposed to Davis Mills because I think Davis Mills puts more pressure on the secondary. Whereas Davis Mills, you probably are, you know, is more prone to turning the ball over and you could probably force a few more turnovers. Terod Taylor is more likely to have a lot of three and outs. So I, I think that there's nothing really there that's threatening except for the fact that the Dolphins are really poorly coached and find ways to lose every week. So it'll be interesting to see if they could figure out a way to lose this game, which uh, brings me to a take that I have oh boy. Uh, about where the Dolphins are this season. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got to do something here. Here we go. Hold on. Here we go. What are you doing? Wait a minute. Here we go. I'm making a banner for you. This is Aaron's hashtag one hot take. Oh. You're, you're doing this really well on the fly. This is seamless. Look at that. There it is. There it is. My this one is a hot visual take. medium. It's a vi- I know it's an audio medium, but it's also a visual medium. And this is listen, if you want you if you're watching this live, this is art. I'm telling you. <laughs> that is this is art. 
that is beautiful, really. If you're not watching this, you need to be on YouTube and watching watching this live because you're missing out on just like Josh. You don't said, even know what you're missing here. It's art. It really is. One hataki. Uh <laughs> <laughs> hashtag uh, one hataki. <laughs> Continue. Uh, okay. So look, we all know the Dolphins don't have their first round pick this year. Um, so the, the idea of tanking for the top pick, I mean, it's useless. It doesn't go anywhere. However, if like myself, uh, you and many of the people here in the comments section, you feel like the Dolphins absolutely need to clean house. They need to fire Chris Greer. They need to fire Brian Flores. The way to get that done is to continue to lose football games. If the Dolphins on this home stretch start to win football games, things are going to start to get skewed. And 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 the and Stephen Ross, we've seen it before. He's loyal to a fault. Is going to start to say, you know, I think we just had some bad luck. Things just didn't go our way at the beginning of the season. Yeah. But next year, things will be different. We just and he's had some talk bad luck. Himself into keeping both Chris Greer and Brian Flores. Because the Dolphins didn't quit. Well, that's going to leave us in the same spot this time next year where we're going to be sitting here calling for these guys to be fired. And it's just going to delay the inevitable that this team really needs to clean house. So let's clean house now. It should have been done weeks ago, at least uh, we, you know, when it comes to Chris Greer. So the only way to make that happen is to lose football games. Now, the only thing that gives me trepidation with this take now, granted, I did say a couple of weeks ago when we were doing this whole, you know, uh, you know, with the whole trade trading for Watson and them trying to push for that trade that I can't actively root for this team. And I'm still kind of in that boat. But even with that set aside, even if I was full bore, I need the Dolphins to win. You know, I'm full on in, in support of this team. Then you, you still need them to lose to ultimately clean house because that's what's best for the franchise. The only thing that gives me trepidation is that you also need Tua to play well because regardless of whether, I mean, the best case scenario is Tua plays well and he is the franchise quarterback. That's the best thing that could happen to this franchise going forward. But even if he's not your franchise quarterback, you still need him to play well so that you can get something back for him in a trade. So the best thing that could happen is for Tua to play really well, light up the scoreboard, and for the Dolphins to find a way to lose this game because of their defense. And that will further make Brian Flores look bad because he's the defensive-minded head coach. Um, If Tua balls out and the Dolphins lose the rest of these games, but he's clearly the guy, are you so convinced that these guys lose their jobs? Maybe Flores does. But Greer probably doesn't. So you're saying, you're saying that Tua is playing really well and the team is so bad around him that they still can't win? I mean, that would mean, that would mean, that would mean the defense, that would mean the defense is so bad. No, 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 no. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, who picked the defense? Who, who drafted the the defensive player? Who signed the players? 
That's fair. Who, who traded, fair. Uh, you know, Shaq Lawson away? Who released Kyle Van Noy? Who released Bernardrick McKinney? Who released, uh, you know, Bobby McCain? They, is Chris Greer gets not Chris Greer only gets credit when they do well. I'm not. I didn't say that. I'm just telling you. I'm just. I'm no, just I'm playing not saying tank for nothing. I'm saying because uh, cap for life here in the comment section. I, for the, I, I forget this is. It's not just visual. It is audio. Um, He's saying, "Are you saying tank for nothing?" I'm not saying tank for nothing. I'm saying tank to get people fired. Wow. Tank to clean house. Wow. That's what I'm saying because well. that is the best thing that could happen at this point. The oh, sorry, we're you know doubling down on that comment. Uh, the, the two best things that could happen for this franchise going forward is Tua plays really well and you feel good that he's the franchise quarterback and the team still manages to lose week in and week out because that's going to get them to clean house. Well, okay. I mean, that's it's one thing to look forward to. I'm, I'm just going to look forward to this team and I'm going to watch him and I'm going to cheer for him to do really, really well and, and hope that, you know, I just, I want to see Tua do well so that he can either... I don't think he's getting a shot here, so I'm I'm just hopeful that it'll be an opportunity for us to turn around and get something good in return for him. Because I'm convinced that if Greer and Flores aren't fired at the end of the season, that these guys are going to stay here and you know and they're going to go after Watson, and that's going to be the thing. Like I my my gut tells me that they are going to be given the opportunity by Ross to get to the end of the season and assuming things haven't gotten worse worse for Watson as far as his legal stuff that they're going to have the be given the opportunity by Steve Ross to consummate that deal and bring him in you know in in March or April and if they somehow fail in that pursuit well then they're going to get shipped out and then that's the end of it and then we won't we won't hear about it again but and then from there you can get rid of them but i i don't think there's a scenario right now where it just feels like to me that they're going to get be given every opportunity to make that happen no matter what happens the rest of this season that Greer and Flores are going to be given that opportunity that's just what it feels like to me i might be completely wrong but i just Steve Ross is a is loyal to a fault, as we've talked about many times. And I think this is another example of one of those things. But let's turn our focus now to this game on Sunday. Dolphins, Texans. We said it's a favorable matchup. We know that you want the Dolphins to you want the Dolphins to play badly because, you know, then maybe Greer and Flores will get fired. But Put that aside for a moment, and let's talk about what the Dolphins need to do to win this game. We know that Houston has a pretty terrible run defense, and the Dolphins, for as you know, impotent as their running attack have has been at times, has they've been a little bit. You know, they've shown some signs of life since uh, Malcolm Brown has gone onto the shelf. So, do the Dolphins run the ball in this game, or are they going to maybe give this offense a chance to turn themselves loose and, and take some shots downfield finally? I don't think there's any reason for the Dolphins to to force 
the the issue with running the football. I think they should try to have some balance. I think they absolutely shouldn't abandon the running game. I think there's going to be opportunities to run the ball. Uh, but that said, the Texans are also the worst pass defense in the league. So uh, I don't see why you would take the ball out of Tua's hands, considering that we've been much better throwing the football than we have been running the football. I mean, even last week, I mean, people will knock Tua's game, but I don't think he was all that bad considering the opponent. Um and, and the two weeks previous, you know, they showed the ability to move the football and that was mostly on the back of or onto his arm. It was throwing the ball and then you run the ball here and there to keep them honest. And I think that's the formula. They need to do it better. And then, like I said, they just need the problem is that because they don't take shots down the field, they're relying on 10 to 15 play drives to score. And the only way that you're going to be able to do that is if you don't shoot yourself in the foot with negative plays. And they continue to do that with penalties because their offensive line is bad and they don't know where to line up. So these illegal shifts, these false starts, the holding penalties, they're drive killers because the Dolphins aren't built to make up that yardage with chunk plays. I mean, maybe they're built for it, but they're not calling the plays for it or they're not throwing it or they're not protecting whatever the issue. It's a combination of all, but they're not throwing the ball down the field. So I do think that they need to pick their spots to to be more aggressive, to throw the ball downfield a little bit more. But I also think that because of the opponent that they're playing, they probably don't need to go all that deep they could probably do what they've been doing and they're just naturally going to have more success this week because they're playing the Houston Texans. Uh, they're going to be able to run the ball better. They're going to be able to, to, you know, pick up yards after catch because the Texans, they're going to get better separation. Um, and if they don't, well, it's, it's coaching and it's coaching. Well, it's a combination of the coaching and them just really not being good enough. Yeah, that's true. Well, if they lose this game, I mean, we've said how many times this season have we said, well, if they lose this game, people are, re- it's really going to go off the rails. This is know- why they need to lose. Because if they lose this game, y- you cannot deny that the team is not good enough and they're not being coached well enough. You have to, they're still not going to fire them after this game because Stephen Ross is going to undoubtedly wait till the end of the season to make any kind of decision there. But, losing this game will go a long way towards getting them fired. And that's why that's what they need to do. Well, let's talk about what the Dolphins need to do on the other side of the ball when they're on defense. But before we do that, brace yourselves. Winter is coming. It's a Game of Thrones reference. And what the writers of Game of Thrones apparently didn't want to tell you is that Bran was actually in a wheelchair because he didn't trim his balls with Manscaped. Can you believe that? Poor guy thought it was okay to trim his balls with a traditional razor or hair trimmer. Ha! Ah, the things we do for love. I mean, you know, this guy. He he didn't trim his balls with Manscaped, but guess what? He still ended up king. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. At least he did in the TV show. And listen, if you're watching the TV show, just get out now. Get out now. If you haven't finished Game of Thrones, get out now. Don't you don't need to see that. I promise you don't need to see it through to fruition. Okay, I promise 
You can bail out. Maybe the, the penultimate season is okay. You can watch that. The last season, it ends very poorly. Anyway, and the thing is, none of them used Manscaped, which is probably why the last season was so bad. Anyway, you can use Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code Dolphins Talk. You're going to save 20% off of your order. You're going to get free shipping. They got this new two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. They also have a new body wash that smells really good. If you've smelt the refined cologne or you've used the other liquid formula formulations, the ball toner, the, uh, the, the ball deodorant, this body wash and shampoo, it's really good stuff. It smells real nice. So you can make your balls neat and clean. You can make them look nice. And now they can smell nice too. And what a nice combination of things to look nice and smell nice. So what you got to do is go to manscaped.com. Put in the promo code Dolphins Talk. You save 20% off. You'll get free shipping. It'll be wonderful. And then, uh, maybe, you know, watch some other show that is not Game of Thrones because, like I said, it ends badly. Ends badly. Speaking of ending badly, the Dolphins have to play defense against the Houston Texans. You got Terod Taylor in instead of Davis Mills. You don't have Mark Ingram, but you do have Brandon Cooks. You do have Philip Lindsay. You do have the corpse of David Johnson and, you know, a couple other guys that you never heard of. What, what do we make of this Houston offense? They're going to, do they, are they any match for the Dolphins defense brain is what I'm trying to find out. I mean, everybody's been fine playing the Dolphins defense this year. So that's right. I, we're the get right team for everybody. Yeah. We're, we're the get right team, just like Houston's the get right team. One of these teams has to get right. Then again, it could end in a tie. A three, three uh, tie. <laughs> now that'd be too good for the defenses. It'd be like a 20 to 20 tie. No, neither side of the ball plays particularly well. Um, I think that look, the, the, the Dolphins defense should have the matchup here. Uh, the Dolphins defense has actually done fairly well defending the run the last couple of weeks. And Houston is as bad as it gets running the football. So they should be fine there. They should continue that trend. And is Terod Taylor really scaring you uh, passing the football? I think you got to account for his legs. But at this point, I don't think Terod Taylor is beating you with his legs. I think... He better the, not the be. Dolphins de the, he, the Dolphins defense should have no problem. They should, and honestly, they shouldn't even respect the Houston Texans. They should play a lot of their man coverage, a lot of zero blitzes. They should really go ball ball out against this Houston offense and be extremely they aggressive. They should go balls out. They should go balls out with their clean shaven balls from using Manscaped. Promo code Dolphins talk. And they using the using the promo code, and they they should have their way with them. And I think this is a game where Miami could actually start fast, get out to a big lead, and I think we could see a quarterback change. I think Davis Mills actually gives Houston the best chance of moving the football downfield. But I also think that with Davis Mills coming in at quarterback, I think Miami has the opportunity to force a lot more turnovers. I think this is kind of a perfect storm for the Dolphins uh, defense coming into this game. The question is, can they figure out a way to lose it? Because that's, <laughs> that's what, what we've do. been doing. That's what we've been doing all year long is figuring out ways to lose games that we have no business losing. So uh, that that's the question. Can the Dolphins figure out a way to lose this game? I wouldn't put it past them. I certainly wouldn't put it past them. 
Uh, well, should we make a prediction? Sure, let's make a prediction. We told the people on DolphinsTalk.com daily that we were going to make a prediction. So this is it. It's time. You go first. What is your prediction for Sunday? The Dolphins, seven-point favorites, by the way. Seven-point favorites. Well, we need the Dolphins to lose, so naturally they're going to win. Who? Uh, who does? Think- Who's we? Who's we? Everybody? Dolphin- yeah, this organization needs hashtag them. Dolphins. Whether Nation. whether you're whether you're with whether you're with it or against it, the fact is is that it's what the Dolphins need. Sometimes you don't know what you need. What this team needs is to lose football games. <laughs> if, the, if there was a team that has never known what they needed, it's the Miami Dolphins. Exactly, and so that's why hashtag same old Dolphins, and that's why you're all gonna you know delude yourself into getting excited about the Dolphins winning this week. When in all actuality, it's the worst thing that can happen. Just like when we had the Miami miracle a few a few years ago, and everybody celebrated that, and I was the one person saying this is the worst thing that could have possibly happened because it gave it. Not only did it give you hope before the eventual fall, but it also cost you uh, valuable draft capital by winning mm. a game you had no business winning. So uh, we are going to win, and that's the problem. We're going to win. The Dolphins' defense is going to play well. We're going to move the football. I think we're going to get into a big lead in this game. I think we're going to cover. I think maybe it gets a little bit interesting in the fourth quarter when the defense lets up a little bit. But I think the Dolphins hold on and still win and cover comfortably 27-17. to 17. Mm. Yeah, see, this is a game where I think the Dolphins come up with a uh, couple of early scores. Maybe go up 17 nothing. And then don't score again the rest of the game. But the defense does a good job. And they win it. They grind it out with a 17-3 home victory. They cover. They get the win at home. Everybody's going crazy. And they start a win streak. There it is. Two and seven. And it's just a kind of all-around meh performance. But the Dolphins win by two. It's a meh performance where the Dolphins win by two touchdowns. And everybody's fired up about the defense because the defense holds Houston to three points. How about it? Um, yeah. I mean, it's going gonna, it, gonna to happen. We're going we're gonna to win. Uh, and everybody's going to be excited. Two is going to play well. We're going to have a, a, you know, a sell and we're going to start winning football games too. It's not going to be the end. We're, we're actually going to start winning football games and people are going to watch. Not only is Steven Ross going to get deluded into thinking that things are starting to turn around and that things will be better next year. The fan base, you see the negative, the negativity with the fan base right now and everybody fire Flores, fire Greer. When we start winning football games, everybody's going to delude themselves into thinking that the beginning of the year, the first eight weeks were a fluke and that this is the real team, that it just took them eight weeks to get things going for whatever the reason. Tua got hurt and missed a few weeks and that that really derailed the season. The offensive line was bad, but they'll fix that and then everything will be better. That's what's going to happen. Watch. Okay. And we'll, we'll be back here next year and we'll be the same old Dolphins because that's what we are. That is what we are. That is what they do forever. That is what we always will be until proven otherwise. Then, now, forever.
Hashtag same old. Hopefully not forever, right? That's the thing. We've said it before. We'll say it again. We don't want them to be the same old Dolphins. They just are. They just are, and there's no reason for us to believe that they're not until they show us that they're not. Exactly. You know what? Shame on shame on you. Shame on all of us as a fan base. Shame on me for buying into this team after one of the most same old Dolphins things that they could have done, which was go ten and six and miss the playoffs because they lost the last game of the season. Godfather three. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. As as per, that was Godfather Three, as performed by Silvio Dante. Early season one, Sopranos, greatest television show of all time. That take is not up for debate. Thank you very much. All right, that is going to wrap up another episode of the Same Old Dolphins Show. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Download, rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere that you get your podcasts. Make sure you're following us at Amplified to Rock, at Aaron the Brain, at Same Old Dolphins. Go to DolphinsTalk.com each and every day. It is your one-stop shop for all things Miami Dolphins. And, uh, yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel because, hey, we're almost, almost to 2,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel. Would love to get there. Just go over. If you're not subscribed, go now. You got a, a, a couple of seconds. You know, just subscribe. Turn on the notifications. Get notified when we go live. That way you can see our beautiful faces. Got a new camera here in the studio, so I'm in crystal clear HD now. Uh, Brain is also in crystal clear HD. That's just what he looks like. So, um, I love you. Love your brother. My brother over there. Oh, he blew me a kiss. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. You love to see it. You know, the dolphins might make people mad, might make people fight with other dolphin fans, but me and the brain, we all, we, we nothing but love. Nothing There's but nothing love. love. And in all in all seriousness, we love the look, I can't be this upset about this franchise if there wasn't real love there. That's right. That's why I'm so upset at this franchise because I do love this team. I have dedicated and invested so much of my time in this that it pisses me off that we watch this same thing every single year and that they continue to be a clown show in the front office. So you, you could say what you want about, you know, you could agree with me or disagree with me. I don't, I don't care. Whatever. I'm not going to tell you how to fan. You can fan however you want. That's I'm going right. to fan however I want because the fact is we all love the team. So do, you know, fan how you want to fan. And my way of fanning right now is to root for this team to lose because that's what's going to be best for them in the long run. In the long run. In the long run. All right, there it is. You heard it here first. <laughs> That's what needs to happen so that we can have, as I as I said on the last episode of the show, what the Dolphins need is a football enema. And according to the brain, if they, if they play terrible football the rest of the season, they might just get it come January. Hashtag one Hataki. <laughs> Hashtag one Hataki. That's right. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the show. As always, take care of yourselves and each other, and we will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins! Miami's got the Dolphins, the greatest of all teams. We take the ball from